Hi there, HJ here. New name and they them pronouns, please. This episode was recorded back in September of 2021. And while Trisha drama has seemingly died down, there are many topics we discuss in this episode that are always pertinent. A fair warning, despite our best efforts, Megan and I still misgender Trisha, who uses they them pronouns a few times in this video. Each time we correct ourselves, however, this is not an excuse. In order to hold ourselves accountable, I have largely left these instances unedited. We also acknowledge our mistakes within the episode. Even though I myself am non-binary and Megan is a fervent ally, this is a huge learning process for the both of us. Thanks for your patience and we're very sorry for this error. There's one more episode left in 2021. It's our holiday special. It's a jellical one you won't want to miss. 2022 is going to be chock full of content, so stay tuned. Everything you like is terrible, but you're all really awesome. Love you and enjoy. Hey there, and welcome to Dear Fandom, where everything you like is terrible, especially today's topic. It's like super, super <laughs> terrible. And normally that's okay, but today it's not okay. And we're going to spend the next 45 minutes to what, however many episodes this needs to take to discuss today's topic, Trisha Paytas. I'm Megan. I'm Hillary, and this is a hot, hot, hot topic. Um, oh, yeah. Like, right now, shit's blowing up on the internet. I feel like, you know what, let's talk about more recent fandoms, more, you know, spicy fandoms. And by spicy, I mean, like, just a pure bottle of capsaicin at 10 million Scovilles that will just kill you if you drink it. <laughs> so let's get spicy, guys. Yeah, we're going to... um we are going to attempt to be lord on hot ones for this one, but we're going to end up being like, I think, yeah, I think Billie Eilish's episode was pretty bad. Anyway, <laughs> to, you know, to brief you on that, Lord was eating like wings at three million Skullville, and she was like, "This is good. This is great." And this guy was like, "How are you not dying?" <laughs> um, the Paul Rudd episode was insane. Okay, but okay. quickly, okay. let me let me catch. We here. So Who would have thought? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, Trisha Paytas, who would have... But, so what's currently going on, we're in the middle of September currently, Trisha Paytas, most recently, has, uh, you know, infamously left this podcast that has made them kind of more of a household name for enemies. Uh, they've gotten engaged to uh, Moses Hackman, who is Ella Klein's brother, therefore Ethan. It's a, it's a whole big complicated triangle, but the point is, is that throughout this podcast, Trisha accused people of different kinds of assaults, rape, molestation, things like that. Former teachers and people in her life and people from back home. And basically somebody was like, this is pretty crazy. I'm going to look this up and was basically able to debunk a decent amount of the claims that Trisha had made with regards to these teachers who had assaulted them. And uh, right now, in this moment, currently, as of yesterday, Trisha released about five or six videos on Twitter, all, you know, minute, five minutes long, and uh, just having a hysterical episode talking about how uh, this is, you know, I just want this to stop. I just want this to stop. And basically blaming Ethan and Ella Klein for the fact that this other YouTuber created this very long documentary style film exposing Trisha and all of their lies. And Trisha is specifically blaming that person's actions on, uh, well, actually Trisha's not even addressing that person's actions, but this is the reason why they're upset. And instead is like displacing that blame onto Reddit. It is truly like, okay, it's the kind of mess where like, 
you have a two-year-old and you just close the door for like five minutes because you had to pee and you were like, how much room can a two-year-old get into? Like how much mess can a two-year-old get into in their room? And then you open it up two minutes later and like fucking drywall is missing. Oh. <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> What the fuck happened here? And there's no way to explain it easily. So this is this situation. My problem with Trisha Paytas, completely separate from this situation, is that, and I know this is like, I have, I feel like Trisha Paytas is one of these characters online that everyone's like, listen, they are going through it right now. They're in a really rough, super rough spot. And I just want to remind everyone that if you are in a friendship and your friend is being that, like... I feel like manipulative and lying to you about things in their life that doesn't even matter if they lie. Like it doesn't, you gain nothing by lying to me. This is just a bad person. It does not matter outside of anything. Blaming mental health for someone's actions to try and excuse, you know, lying constantly or, or talking shit about how, you know, you shouldn't believe currently Moses is being accused of stealthing, which is removing a condom while having sex and not letting your partner know. It's a form of rape. It's actually trying to be put in California at this moment as a, an amendment to the rape law. And it's super important because absolutely it is not consensual for you to take off a condom in the middle of intercourse. Oh, oh my God. Okay, I, I do have a genuine question. How do they know that? Uh, so Moses dated a bunch of 20-somethings. Uh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So... I say this as an elderly person myself. He's old, right? He's like 42. Moses is Trisha's fiance. I feel like this episode is basically like, hey guys, if you don't know who Trisha Paytas is, I cannot begin to catch you up. It is a lot of, a lot of, lot of, lot of history. Like I thought the lore in Kingdom Hearts was deep and Trisha Paytas went fucking hold my beer. And <laughs> it's just, it's the most, I... I personally, at the end of the day, think Trisha Paytas is just somebody who wants to see exactly how much everyone will excuse. Will they excuse this shitty behavior because, you know, I'm I'm mentally ill, but I'm also like, you know, like, let me use all these buzzwords to try and deflect that I am presenting as a very, 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 very rich white woman. The thing is, they, um, uh, the thing is, they probably have some form of mental illness but like you said that's not an excuse it's never an excuse as a person who struggles with mental illness and as a person who has been medicated since my teens mm -hmm. um probably one of the first things they tell you in therapy is like your illness is not an excuse for how you act like you it isn't conduct yourself in, in a way that is appropriate and um, just a sidebar, um, Trisha said themselves that they use they, them pronouns, though they allow Moses' family to use she, her pronouns. Uh, we will be using they, them pronouns for the uh, duration of this episode just because, you know, we're better that's so, like basic human decency, you know? Like, absolutely. Bare I do want, bare I do want to let you respect. know, though, on their Twitter, which I think they've since deactivated and then reactivated. No, they've, uh, they've locked. I just checked. Ah, okay. That is it. But on Twitter, it's their pronouns have always been like a bit of an odd, uh, odd, odd one to pin down because they're, they've gone by they, them, she, her, and he, him, which is absolutely fine. But it's really hard to know if you're, you know, using the correct pronoun because it's, you, that's why they is always appropriate. But this is another issue with regards to 
uh, Trisha as a whole. And I feel that Trisha makes choices as a person does. You are allowed to make choices. They're not, you know, as long as your choices aren't illegal, you're allowed to do it. But I feel like choices that Trisha makes as a non-binary person may impact people who are non-binary and who are, you know, more so feeling a little bit more cemented in what they want their pronouns to be. And to feel like, especially as a public figure, I feel like a, like nowadays there are a lot more like non-binary actors out there, you know? Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. like, it is definitely something that is not, it's not as uh, taboo as it once was. Absolutely not. But I think that it is important as, you know, and I know this sounds so pandering because I feel like it's, it's, you know, it's not something that I necessarily like, identify with but i do think that as an advocate or like a public figure even like now you should especially when when she's they have made profit off of their identity i think it's important for you as a public figure to understand that you know you may like people may look to you as like an as a way to communicate with friends in their lives who are non-binary like the way that blair white kind of advocates for trans women you know what i mean Oh yeah. That's I it. That's exactly <laughs> what Trisha is. Trisha yeah, is Yeah, Trisha is the Blair White of the non-binary sector. <laughs> and it's rough because those opinions that Trisha has made and has said and has acted on, I mean also like absolutely aside from any gender conversation, Trisha's a fucked up human. Trisha has abused several of their exes. Um, Trisha outed an ex because I mean, they, they caught that ex cheating in a club. And it's just like, I get it. Absolutely. It is fucked up to cheat on your like significant other. But maybe it's not your place to out someone. No, outing someone is the number, like, you don't do that. You know, it's, uh, I learned that lesson when I was like 13 years old. You don't do that. Absolutely. And especially as like a revenge tactic. Mm-hmm. This was the whole like Roger Bart thing, right? So, no, no. So she, uh, they dated this guy named Sean. Oh God. What was his last name? Hold on. I'm going to do a quick check. Uh, Trisha Paytas, Sean, Sean. Okay. Vanderwilt, that was his name. Vanderwilt, as as Megan uh, does his research, please know that like we're very well versed in the Trisha Paytas uh, cinematic universe. But we <laughs> listen, I can't. So I have my own on. life to live, and I have to research Kingdom Hearts lore on a daily basis. Do you think I have a large amount of brain space to dedicate to Trisha Paytas? Because the answer is yes. All right. <laughs> so let's not get over here and start, you know, accurately judging me. All right, guys. Absolutely so <laughs> anyway, Trish. Okay. So this is like full transparency. Here's my thing about Trisha. I'm, I don't look like Trisha. I'm, I'm significantly taller than Trisha is. I have, but I am and have been fat for most of my life. And, uh, Trisha has been like this ideal hot fat girl, you know, one with accentuated bosoms and a very beautiful butt. And I hated it because I was just like, you fucking, you, you didn't, you didn't, we weren't born with those, you paid for those. And it upset me, you know, back when I was like 18. And so, you know, here I am, 31, doing good guys. And I'm still getting angry at Trisha Paytas's choices because now I see there was an article and an insider video, a Buzzfeed article and an insider video. And my God, if there is one thing that like, 
it doesn't matter what your gender is or who you love or what your religion is or anything like that. But if you are making $800,000 a month and filling your two fucking closets with 55,000 Birkins and each one you show off, you go, yeah, I just don't like Birkins. And I'm like, you have 80 of them. I'm getting angry because it was those kind of videos where it's like Scrooge levels of like fucking greed, I guess. Well, it's the, um, I mean, it's the, it, 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 we're, we're gonna, we're gonna swing this into capitalism for a second. And we're gonna swing this into like socioeconomic status because we are a shitposting podcast but we're also political podcasts so. absolutely guys listen I, i'm certain you don't come here for any other reason other than maybe like you miss us <laughs> they do they do but um to be serious when i see these things i have i've yet to i've been so busy i've yet to watch the insider video but i think mm. part of me is like hesitating to because it's like i know it'll make me mad because reading the article made me mad the it excess. It was, I once watched, um, and I love Cardi B. Like, I think she's great. And she's a genuinely, like, like rags to riches, like, story. Like, oh, she absolutely. Like, she very much, like, like, she was, like, poor when mm -hmm. she, like, and she showed off a Bentley that she yeah. bought. A Bentley is a $200,000 car. Oh, shit. Cardi B can't drive. Oh. Oh. Oh, so... Cardi so, B bought the car because, as a, in her words, as a rapper, you have to have a Bentley. You know and what? Like, Dedication fair, to the craft. Fair. But in that moment, I was like, I can drive. I would I love a Bentley. <laughs> can I have can you give me your car, Cardi? You would think with the name car in your name, you could give me a car. Yay. No? Okay. Goodbye. It's Bob Hardy. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Hillary. <laughs> Hillary, are you lying to me? Is that really it? Yeah, Cardi B. She has a, um, she also has a uh, sister named Hennessy Carolina. Oh my good God, Hillary. That's her. I'm sorry. I'm having a moment right now, guys. Um, I didn't know this information before right now, so my world is slowly imploding. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, that's just a kind of a like what this sort of engenders in me. Oh, the absolutely. Celebrity access, and I think a lot. I think Trisha is a very safer target than perhaps a lot of other people who show off this excess of wealth, show off their closets full of Birkins, because. Regardless of their gender identity, they present yeah. as a very feminine, very, you know, very, so like a certain look, like a like a bimbo kind of look. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like a, and like I, I hate that word, but that's that's what they're going for. I that's, mean, they've they, literally said put that in videos. I mean, I have no idea to how much account Trisha holds themselves to their videos because a lot of these contradictions are just posting one clip of Trisha speaking next to another clip of Trisha speaking that contradicts the first clip. That's literally all it is. It's never, it's never someone who's making a judgment call. Like I believe Trisha Paytas is doing harm or whatever. It's more like 
you know, here's Trisha talking about that time that Jason Nash and David Dobrik forced a Pomeranian on her there, them. And here's another time where they are currently in the car with Jason Nash and David Dobrik and they are asking for a dog. And there's like 16 clips of how much they wanted a Pomeranian. And it was such a weird thing to lie about. I, um, uh, it's interesting that you bring up Blair White because Blair White is a similar case to this. Really? Blair, there are several instances in which Blair White has recorded herself saying something and then in a live stream or in something, another piece of media, she directly contradicts herself or she will post something without having all the facts for the views. And Mm -hmm. the funny thing about this is, is that um, Blair, like, she is, she is fully transitioned. She is a trans woman. She is Mm -hmm. a trans medicalist. She is very much like bioessentialist. Yes. Um, And, you know, uh, would be very against people like Trisha. Um, (sighs) Yeah. But the, but the comparison is very apt, I find. No, you're absolutely right, because I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, absolutely. like Because the thing is, is Blair's big sticking point is that non-binary is not an identity, which is just the oddest fucking hill to choose to die on. It, like, really, it really genuinely is. Um, uh, ContraPoints, who I will mention every episode of this podcast until I die. I'm sorry, I love her. She makes a, she makes until a, Natalie texts Hillary. <laughs> Natalie, I am free on Thursday night if you want to. <laughs> okay, so. Um, uh, okay, so. Um, in, ContraPoints. Uh, ContraPoints uh, contra makes a point about Blair White and about, like, the non-binary identity. It's, like, a lot of people who are trans medicalists and who are, um, and who are true scum in the words of, um, it's a, it's a device it's a divisive topic I you know there's nuance involved but like absolutely a lot of these people are like covering up like insecurities of their own because um a person uh, a person like Trisha you know can say I am non-binary and you know if that's what they identify as I will accept it me personally absolutely Hillary, I will accept it you know if that's what you identify as if your pronouns are they them I will respect that absolutely you are a human being regardless of how much you suck yeah. However, I sort of get where Blair is coming from. Like, that's a hot, woo. That's a sentence that's never been uttered before in the history of man. No. So. <laughs> and I will get to why. I, okay, I'm, I'm, I'm really excited to hear. Okay, so let me start this off by saying that I, like, I greatly dislike Blair White. I, um, I think she's awful. I think she is set back transgender people at least 30 years like she is she sucks so hard and she uh she is like the pick me of trans people and oh, like absolutely she Very is good the, she is the fucking pick me of trans people like seriously mm-hmm. she's like oh pick me and she's also uh, done she's she's done blackface everyone like it's it's documented it's you know it's there it's yeah um, it's 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 just a lot of like smear campaigns against fellow trans women it's just a lot like um, I mean 
Big Joel, if you've ever seen his YouTube channel, he's got a great video about a right-wing debate that involved Blair White uh, and uh, some really fundamentalist, like racist, white supremacist Christian people. I don't know their names because I don't give them space in my head. No. <laughs> um, no. But it's uh, Big Joel has a video on it, so give him the view. And uh, it basically talks about how Blair, when like these these fucking Nazi racists were basically saying that Blair should, in theory, let like grow out her mustache and detransition because what she is is unethical and immoral and wrong. And Blair, like the only thing that she said was, "Well, I would never want a child to transition." And it's like they're literally denying who you, your humanity the fuck are you shitting me if that was me and i was in a debate with like-minded individuals and they denied me my identity i'd literally be like man that's a great way to be a piece of shit and not know how to engage in fucking discourse yeah so yeah um all of that being said about blair white obviously like our <laughs> this is a like blair white hate zone this yeah, podcast. Yeah, so. like that's our official stance uh, we do not like her. We do not. Uh, we pretend she does not exist. Mm. However, the sentiment behind the underlying subconscious sentiment behind the hatred that she spews against non-binary people is a fear of delegitimacy. It is a fear of if this person, like, there has to be certain in her warped mind. I think she feels as though. There has to be a scientific basis as to why she feels the way she does. Why she has undergone costly and dangerous medical procedures in order to transition. Any form mm. of plastic surgery is dangerous. So, like, just to quickly bring it back to Trisha. So, Trisha is somebody who has spent a significant amount of money on plastic surgery uh -huh. as well, but in almost the exact same pursuit, more so this this appeal of, of larger breasts, of bigger hips, of a flatter stomach, and, and a larger butt. This kind of uh, accentuation of, of these very typically feminine features. Exactly. Um, and... Um in the mind of Blair and of people like Blair, mm -hmm. um, they feel like, well, if you already have it, if you were born with XX chromosomes and you have a very outwardly cisgender feminine presentation, you can't possibly be trans. You know, there is only one certain way to be trans. And Trisha existing the way that they do undermines all of that i'm not saying that i agree with this no i that's the thing is because you know but you, i'm I think, saying i think this I is a very interesting point. comparison because blair's stance i think Bla like trisha is the person that blair like i think is envisioning with regards to her view of non-binary people yes absolutely a hundred percent and thank you so much because you bridged the gap of the point that i was ambling my way toward um, and is... i want to say that i actually agree with that i agree that trisha is doing okay all i can think and literally it doesn't matter i'm never i would never uh misgender or try to accuse someone of of 
the thing is you lying about choices that you have made in your life are literally on you. If you want to keep lying and make people feel pity or sorrow for you because you enjoy attention, well, that's something you should get checked out. Like that's not my burden to bear. If you want, like, like that's my thing. So Trisha's been lying for a long, 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 long time. Every time Trisha goes on a podcast, it's let's reveal another lie from my past. And, or like, and it's just, the thing is, is at this point, completely regardless of anything else, why is, why would it be beyond, like for Blair, I think you see this, you see Trisha Paytas, who is entirely femme presenting, very much so invested in the look of of these large feminine features, typically feminine features. And, you know, the big hair, the big makeup, the, the the contouring. And I think that Trisha inaccurately, like at one point, Trisha, when it was the, I think the trans man video, when Trisha was coming out as a trans man, um, Trisha was saying that I want to be like a drag queen because, you know, that's what drag queens dress like. And I feel like, Okay, well, um, what a broad is, brush we're painting here. Also, and the thing is, like, there are f cis female drag queens. Like, drag is not necessarily about a XY chromosome person dressing up as an XX chromosome person. Exactly. Like, it's, it's about it's a, about the costume. It's about the costume. So, yeah, that's it's, like, reducing it to the aesthetic is very strange. And especially, especially in your video. Okay, so here's the thing is that I agree that I think the general consensus at the time of the internet was Trisha's definitely having an identity crisis. Whatever it is, they're going through it. So let's, and Gigi Gorgeous had to come out and like say like, I will call him he because Trisha has asked that we do that for him. So, and like <sighs> Gigi was first on the fucking list to be like, all right, using the correct pronouns. Oh, and Gigi, baby. Ugh. I love her. Yeah. I do. Well, Trisha and Gigi have been like very good. Trisha has a very long, weird past with almost every big name on fucking YouTube. Shane Dawson, Jeffree Star, Gigi Gorgeous, Gabby Hanna, Ethan Klein right now. Um, who else? Who else? Uh, uh, oh, David Dobrik and the Vlog Squad. I, I mean, it's just, it's just so much. It's so much. It's a kind of life where you're like, why do I know so much about this one person? I'm having like this moment where I'm just like, all I get upset about, this is why, I don't know if anybody else is wanting to admit this or willing to admit this, but I have no, I have no real reason to give a shit about Trisha Paytas. Why does she matter to me? Why? And the reason is, is because I look at this person, somebody who is, eh, I mean, was, wasn't like relatively poor as a kid. I don't know why they keep saying they were. Their parents got divorced and like they had a lot of weird experiences with like mom's new husbands or stepfathers or whatever, but they were able to be flown to Florida, not to Florida, to California several times back and forth in childhood. And I don't mean to like try and like gatekeep being poor, but I went on a plane once at four and the next time I went on a plane was 21. So I think that like the idea of somebody going back and forth across the country from Illinois to California, that speaks to a level of income that I did not have and my family didn't have because that was just how it was. And I see Trisha and I just see all the success they have. And I'm just like, why are you such a terrible person? Why do you, you just, all, all it takes to like not be a bad person on the internet is to like, maybe not like target people or attack people or say one thing and do another, say believe all victims. And then when your fiance is accused of rape, say, well, she's lying. She has incentive to lie. 
these are these are these are things where I look at this and I'm like what do I even do here? I don't have any like care, but it's just like I want to like go up to this person and be like, "Hey, stop. Maybe just stop. Take a moment." It's it's like that uh that Michael Jordan thing. Stop. Get some help. Uh, stop. Get some help. Delete the internet. Like I just want one of Trisha's real life friends to grab their phone, turn off Wi-Fi and go we're going to spend some time in human land. Like, we need to get you away from the internet. It is poisoning your soul. Well, it's like the, um, it's the whole, uh, it's the whole kind of, like, overexposure thing. And, like, I think the platform, uh, the platform she's chosen is, like, perfect for a person who, and I'm not going to say narcissist, call it, but someone as self-centered and self-focused as she is or they are one of my things one of the things my mom used to say when there was someone in public acting like a fool my mom would go wow what a, what an obnoxious person yeah you know yeah. those people people obnoxious people are speaking as people from the lovely lovely uh colony of staten island are people who go up at a dinner table in the middle of an Italian restaurant, grab the person behind the head, grab their hair and pull them down in front of the entire fucking restaurant, apparently. <laughs> Not that I experienced that ever, guys. That's a, that's a completely made up thing that I never saw ever. <laughs> it's, it's, um, it speaks to a sort of egotism and it speaks to a sort of, um, there are so many layers to this that like, I, you know, I have a little outline here, but like I'm jumping from topic to topic because I don't know where to begin because this is a new money topic this is a this is a capitalist topic this is a uh, the it, encroachment of technology in all of our lives topic like oh absolutely trisha paytas i feel like is uh they have filmed filmed several mental breakdowns full yep. crying on their kitchen floor and they've become you know memeified you know, mm -hmm. screenshots from these meltdowns, but it is a person with, like, a face bloated from Botox mm -hmm. in their sad pajamas. Mm -hmm. Like, the, you on the worst day of your fucking life. Mm -hmm. You have, with the worst, like, like, I look at those videos and I see myself, like, hung the fuck over and, like, feeling like death warmed over. I don't want anybody to see me, but they turn on the camera and we watch. Yeah, man. We do. Oh my God. Are you kidding me? And it's, and it's sick. It's like, it's something where you go like, it's, it's, it's like, I feel like it's the equivalent of guilt level where like, so you know how nowadays cigarettes are absolutely something that a lot of people are just opting not to do or not to, you know, and it's more so that this world is accommodating people who don't smoke cigarettes as opposed to the prior world in which we all just accommodated people smoking cigarettes. Like this is the equivalent. I feel like this performative life that people have online, when you see people like recording TikToks out in the world, you just, it's just like, we're like, all right, yep, this is how it is. This is what we accept it as. Like these are people just recording and filming and performing life for an audience. It is it is somebody who went, you know what? I love the Truman Show, but what if I was the director? And in a way, there is something very genius about that, in a way. Because as much as, um, as, much as Trisha is embarrassing and obnoxious, because I will fully admit, I watch those videos and I feel better about myself. I oh. do. Fully, mm -hmm. 
fully admit, I'm like, I am not that person. I would never do that. They look awful. Yeah. They sound awful. I, and I feel superior. And do I like that about myself? Not necessarily. Because I've certainly been in a position where I am not superior at all. But, yeah, it's, um. But I I do want to just, like, kind of interject and just say that somebody, like, so, so nobody was in the room to record them with them. So it was just Trisha placing the camera down and recording and then pressing stop. And then, now I know Trisha doesn't do a lot of editing. That's never been Trisha's thing. However, you still have to upload it to, to uh, YouTube as, like, a process. You have to, like, you know, put it on. And especially, like, some of their more, like, they, they do pay for music videos and stuff like that. So they understand that there is a mon. I'm so sorry. That's my baby in the background, guys. Um, uh, but there is some sort of monetization aspect to it. I mean, on the video where Trisha came out as trans, uh they said on the H3 podcast, the first episode they ever appeared on the H3 podcast on, they said, I demonetize the video. I, I'm not, they, they said specifically that YouTube demonetizes any videos talking about trans issues, which is not true. It is, it's oh, YouTube no, only. That's demon- not true at all. <laughs> yeah, there's literally a clip of Trisha saying YouTube demonetizes videos talking about not, I think actually Trisha said LGBTQIA issues. And then Ethan goes, no, that's not true. And it was a lie right there. And then what happened is, is Ethan pulls up the AdSense, which is the way that YouTubers like make money outside of sponsorships and shows that Trisha made $8,000 on the video where they came out as a trans man. 8,000? 8,000. And that was just at the time that that podcast episode was recorded. So that was like in 2019. Uh. So this is the thing is like, I, I, there are so many, I th- I feel like Trisha Paytas in terms of like, if we were to, you know, create an, an, an argument for why they aren't worth it and like, just like stop being, like you said, just watch them because if you know, you're like, wow, I feel better about my choices in my life. And sometimes, you know, we all need that. Sometimes we do. It's, it's a part of being a human, but it's just like, it's this kind of mess now where it's no longer like, I feel good about my life. It's more like watching a train wreck. This is why anybody watches reality television. We like the train wreck. And anybody who enjoys reality. And I, for me, I was raised in the golden age of VH1 dating shows, guys. Oh, I, yes. Oh, my God. I like watched Rock of shows? Love. I watched Rock of Love Tour Bus. I watched I Love New York 2 because I got cable after the first season of I Love New York and after Flavor of Love was done. But I did get to see Daisy um, uh, Daisy of Love and um, Megan Wants a Millionaire, which resulted in the murder of some lady and they had to cancel the whole show. Yike, that's a that's a true crime crossover. But the point is, is that I really did watch a lot of garbage reality shows. Real Chance at Love, all this stuff. And so Trisha reminds me, I think, in some way of these train wrecks. But like now it is just now it's to the point where it's like, I have no idea if this is if this is some Andy Kaufman-esque act or you are just a, you are just somebody who has too much power and not enough control over yourself and your choices that it is just running wild right now and the internet is all watching and you get paid to do it and it becomes an addiction or something you know yeah the thing is um i'd like to like to address two points cuz um 
what you're saying makes me think uh, just about the the artifice of reality TV and the artifice of the like the Trisha Pay. I keep comparing them to like a mythical figure, but like in this age, <laughs> kind of like <laughs> this is next season of American Gods. <laughs> <laughs> would like Neil Gaiman to sign off on a Trisha Paytas-esque character. <laughs> Honestly, I think Neil Gaiman would probably write a very good depiction of a Trisha Paytas-esque character. Um, so if you're listening, Neil, don't you don't have to credit us, but maybe like send us a free copy of whatever you make. Please, yeah. yeah. Uh, but that's like, <laughs> but the, um, that's why before I was saying it's, I mean, it's a, it's, it's a dumb genius because it's like accidental genius they have stumbled into because the entire thing is artifice. Like you said, they turn on the camera, have the mental breakdown, turn it off, upload the thing, watching themselves have a mental breakdown. It's like the <laughs> Hannibal Burris thing where, where he's like, a human being wrote this, gave it to another guy who was like, yeah, let's roll with that. Except it's them. They're the whole editorial process. They watch themselves do something that is... I mean, Bo Burnham, like we talked about a couple episodes ago, Bo Burnham in his white woman Instagram, fucking amazing, gorgeous filming. Oh my God, the editing. Well, oh, the song itself, we love it. And then they just cut to it later in the in the, mov- in the movie. Actually, it is a movie. It later is in the yeah. movie. And it's him just chilling out on a fucking chair. And you hear white woman Instagram from the speakers of the laptop and you know he's editing it. And you're just like, it's not funny because it's his fucking job. Yeah, and, and like, there's that you, moment of connection. If you think about it, this is Trisha's job. Just like the reality television, the flavor of love, like Cardi B, who came from love and hip hop, like that is their job. Mm-hmm. You know, and to- it's 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 insanity mostly because with love and hip hop, with real chance of love, with flavor of love, with rock of love. Oh my God, I'm sensing a theme. Um, but with all of those, um, I'm sorry guys, it's, I will, I will, uh, make sure the next episode she's napping. Um, but with all of these things, it's that, so actually with Flavor of Love and all those reality TV shows, those people were paid next to nothing. They were paid terribly because they weren't sag after and they didn't have to be. Yeah. That's why, I mean, I've, I've, I watched a very interesting, uh, YouTube video about, uh, how reality TV was created due to the fact that the writer strike in the mid 2000s impacted a lot of people, and after that they were just like, let's put all our money in reality TV. We don't need union. Yeah, I mean, your talent doesn't have to be union, and that saves you a fuck ton of money. Well, that's um, uh. And now we're about to get on a different topic, but that's no, but, the point. no, but it's, no, it's not a different topic at all. Oh, because right, all it it's not because um. Trisha Paytas would not have happened if capital if late stage capitalism was not occurring right now. You're right. Holy shit. Yeah, Trisha Paytas would not be a thing because if uh, if unionized labor was encouraged and regular, if union busting was not a thing, and if people were not encouraged to, you know, be your own boss and anything that allows people to be underpaid and overworked. Yeah. Um, you it's know. this idea of the American dream being, you know, money and fame. Yeah. It's money. It's fame. It's financial security. And it's all artifice. It's excess. You're supposed to want more. 
it, it's and, literally and they are the embodiment of that. And absolutely, you know, you know, they cheat on their fucking taxes. You know they do. Yeah, I mean, I have to guess that it, like it's losses can be reported. Not saying any names, but I have seen in my own personal experience, I have seen people report losses of negative $2 million in a year. And I have seen people report incomes, that same person reporting an income the next year of $1 million. And then the year after that, 45000 And it's literally, it was an independent worker, uh, you know, just somebody who does freelance. And for that person, what am I going to do? Like, what am I, oh, hey, IRS, this looks weird. Can you come and look at this? Like, <laughs> Yeah, no, and like, that's... That's, it's fine for the average person, yeah. the average business owner. But for Trisha Paytas, who makes makes a, they could buy a home every, every month. Every month. Every month. Actually, they're, almost every week. In, almost every week. Their income, their income is more than, is almost twice as much as you paid for your house. Yes, yes. And I just moved into a house and it was expensive and me and my husband will be paying it off for the next 30 years of our lives. And we're chill with that because, you know, um, it was it was either this or pay rent. But at least I own this place and it's much harder to kick me out of it. Uh, capitalism. Exactly. But, <laughs> um, capitalism. But the we, we go back to this whole like this excess, this artifice, this surface value, you know. And it's, there is, I think what's so hard about YouTube, though, is because the YouTubers are the ones in charge of their public presentation. Yes. So Trisha has been curating this appearance literally from the moment they started posting on YouTube. And I, you know what? If I knew that my actions could lead, if I knew that I could behave like an idiot online, I could say controversial things and I would get paid to say it, even if I didn't believe it in real life, because, you know, the people I know in real life don't watch those things on the internet, I'd be like, yeah, sure, why not? But then at some point, you weren't like, you weren't just a small person in a small town. You like millions and millions of people know who you are. So that's like what I think. I think Trisha started with just like saying controversial things so that they could make money. Like dogs don't have brains or like I'm voting for Mitt Romney. You know, just controversial, weird, stupid things that don't make any sense. Who votes for Mitt Romney? <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think the Mormons even voted for Mitt Romney. I don't even think so. But the point is, is that their entire career has been making money off of doing and saying and acting in controversial in very dramatic ways. And this whole thing, though, what it ends up being is people use somebody like Trisha as, an, as like the go-to example of like, so non-binary, like, mm -hmm, this one is. And it's like, blah, 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 blah. what? <laughs> like, you know how like, you because the thing is, is I'm not sure how many of us have boomer parents, but sometimes you'll, you'll like say something like, you know, you'll come out to your parents and you'll say, I am non-binary. And then your parents are going to pull out their phone immediately and Google that word. Uh, because sometimes they don't know. Sometimes they are great and they do know. But if you, if they, if they Google that word and let's say an article on Trisha Paytas comes up first and it's just talking about all this mess and drama and that has nothing to do with their gender identity, but your parent, like it's not any specific person. This is very like what a like this is a let's say situation. But the the reality is is that 
their actions could impact other people's perceptions of non-binary individuals. No, this is, this is absolutely a specific scenario. Like, this is something that I fear, you know? And I, and I think that's valid. Parents, talking to my folks about this as someone who has lived most of my life as a woman and mm -hmm. is finally coming to terms with things about myself that, you know, I knew, but sort of, like, put in a box and shipped off to Australia and, like... My boomer, cisgender, heterosexual mother is going to pull out her phone, Google non-binary, and, like, Trisha Paytas is going to pop up. Yeah. And she's going to be like, well, this is fake. And, like, yeah. that, where does that leave me, you know? Exactly. Like, it, <laughs> and it, it leads to a bigger conversation about representation of marginalized communities on the internet. Yeah, it's like, I think so, like, I, I understand while like I very much want to honor their identity because you know I'm not a fucking scumbag uh, and like G God bless Gigi who has been through the goddamn ringer with this bitch mm -hmm. um, immediately hopping on board and being like well I'm going to respect him at the time yes um, I'm going to respect him I'm going to use these pronouns even though Trisha had been horrible to her like you know this yeah. is what we as the trans and non-binary community are forced to do with these it's and my brain is just like we don't want you i don't i like i don't acknowledge this person you know like and that's I think, like the and i but i what's so what's so good to talk about i think is is having these conversations about like i don't want to disregard the identity of anyone really but it's just that i do not want you ever like i want to get to a level where we can look at the actions of one person and not associate those actions as being representative of a whole. And we don't need to pigeonhole like, especially, but I think especially when it comes to these bad shitty behaviors, like, you know, saying believe all victims and then calling, and then your fiance's uh, saying your fiance's, you know, uh, victims are liars. Oh yeah, no. And that is, uh, that is typical Trisha Paytas, uh, Paytas behavior. I think, um, I think we can relate this to um, something you brought up earlier, which is, you know, the fat community, fat positivity and stuff like that. We can bring up a figure like Tess Holliday, who has, you know, ruined a lot of people's perceptions of the average fat person trying to live their lives. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is not an episode on Tess Holliday, no, but, but like, the point just, is, is that she's absolutely, uh, I mean, she's absolutely the kind of figure that people have definitely used like literally handed me magazines and been like look it's you and i'm like i'm okay did they really you. well okay so my mom in a very okay i'm i'm, I'm more willing well? to yeah i'm more <laughs> willing to to say that my mom's actions are well-intentioned because i know my mother and my mother has done malicious shit you know in the past but this action itself was not malicious she had seen a, a people magazine tess holiday on the cover Mom was at ShopRite, and mom doesn't buy magazines, all right, guys? We're not spending money on magazines. But she bought that magazine, and we, she came home, and she gave it to me, and she said, I saw this, and I thought you'd want to read it. And she's like, you know, I know that you, uh, she's, uh, she's, in the, she's on the Torrid posters or whatever, because I shop at Torrid a lot. And um, <laughs> I was like, cool. And then I, like, throughout the years, as anyone being exposed to the internet for many years in a row... And especially when you're the, the, the source of your exposure, it, it kind of just kind of got warped into this weird thing about saying that health is like, like asking if someone's healthy is like 
hateful. The word obese is a slur. And like, guys, I'm, t- I'm 245 pounds. I like, woo is scary, but I'm like legally, like legally, according to the dictionary, I'm obese. And it's like, whatever guys, it's a word. Words only have power that you give them. But the point is relating back to Trisha Paytas is that I think that Tess Holliday's actions and speaking on behalf of saying like, you know, this word is a slur or that thing is, you know, hateful. And it's just like, that's not what I believe. And you don't speak for me. So you can't speak on behalf of a community if you can't speak for every individual voice, you know? Yeah, no. And um, I think that uh, I totally agree with you on the point that like, I definitely wish that there was a separation of like an individual's person's actions from the collective. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, you know. Especially when it's something like, like for instance, Trisha and Moses, their fiance. Moses uses she all of the time. Their mother, she, all of the time. And like, I feel like it's, if it were interchanged with they, I'd probably be like, yeah, whatever. Obviously they're they're getting used to it. But it's just like, don't. I mean, like that, okay. So uh, on that subject, because that is actually, I read that in the BuzzFeed article. And that is something I've been thinking about. Um. When it comes to a partner, absolutely not. You will say they, them, those are the pronouns. You know, bye. When it comes to, like, when it comes to my mom, it's, that's such a dodgy topic and it's individual. It's, like, a case-by-case basis for, like, that's a lot fair. of people. Like, but the the partner thing is what, what I'm stuck on, personally. Like, the mom thing, totally, like, you know, sometimes it's just, like, I was talking to another non-binary friend about this and um, they and I kind of agreed. It's, like, you know, if my mom fucks up, then I am more willing to forgive her. Like, that kind of thing. Because, hmm. like, you know, uh, it's... Well, it's, you're, I think it's with moms, it's just that they grew up in a different time. So, like, trying to change the language, the speaking language of somebody who's been speaking the same way for... 50 plus years, 60 plus years is, yes. is a difficult task for some yeah, people. That. And so also like, you know, like, uh, some, this person who has literally created you, who carried you, like it's a, it's just a, it's just a multifaceted topic. Like Absolutely. I'm, I'm still musing on that. Like, so, you know, the mom thing is one thing. The partner thing is an entirely different thing. It's like, uh, Trisha just like disrespects themselves, period. If they, like, in my estimation, honestly, mm-hmm. if they, um, because that is your, that is your person, you know? And if they can't use the correct pronouns for you. And it's, it's, that's the, pro- that's the point is that, is that that behavior is kind of like, I don't know. It's just something that maybe it's not, we don't need that re- represented, like whatever your inside life is your inside life, but maybe like on the internet, it doesn't need to be some kind of rep like we don't need to see that as a representation of home life just because like for some people that could be I think for for Trisha who talks about triggering topics so often I don't know why that they wouldn't think that possibly you know maybe somebody might be triggered because they had been in a relationship where their partner had misgendered them you know and like yeah, I've, I'm not I've, trying to I'm not trying to like associate any sort of like moral value to Moses and Trisha's relationship. It's just that for there's somebody no morality who's a, there. Like, well, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the fucking facts. That's that's um th- that's 100 percent correct. <laughs> I I literally can't think of a comeback because I'm like, no, there's not. You're right. And it's it's just that I I don't know why. You, you, as somebody who is triggered as often as they are by different things on the internet, 
Um, and Trisha talked about it a, a lot uh, about how there's so many triggers for them out there. Why they wouldn't see a very, I think, more common trigger for somebody who has had their gender identity invalidated, you know? And that seems like, like, I just, it seems like a good step one to enforce, you know? Yeah. And in, in solely that regard, in solely their gender identity journey, what have you, their religion conversion, what have you, I wish them the best. Yeah. Hope they sort that out. You know, that journey is not easy for anyone, regardless of where they're actually at. You know, whether this is some Machiavellian scheme or whether this is, like, a genuine facet of their ongoing mental breakdown in public. Um, but, yeah, 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 it's, it's a lot. It is, it is the fucked up Truman show. Oh, it, guys, I, you have no idea. So, So I have been having, like, some, you know, personal life issues recently. So I've just been, like, diving into the rabbit hole of Trisha Paytas because sometimes that's just helpful to, like, find something to fixate on that is kind of helps you remove yourself from the chaos you may have in your own life. I don't want to say, like, I feel better because Trisha's fucking up, but it's just that I, finding all these details about Trisha's life, knowing this information, it's not so much about the spectacle, but more about collecting information to try and form a complete picture as to why a human acts this way. That is why. I watch all of the shit about Trisha and it helps me sometimes because when I got serious shit going on in life, it's helpful to just think about like, what's the mental state of somebody who makes $800,000 a month? Do I care? No. Am I ever going to be that person? No, guys. Um, Well, it's also like, it's (laughs) when you say that, it's also like the, uh, there is a joke in like leftist communities online where it's like, uh, how I feel when my favorite celebrity is going to go to the guillotine when the revolution comes. Um, and usually it's like a beloved public figure. For example, I will bring up uh, the, the only man on this planet I would take a bullet for, Gerard Way. I will be very sad when we take his ass to the guillotine when the revolution comes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be crying. It's going to be, it's gonna oh be my tragic, God. but it's going to happen. Um, Patricia, it's just like... We'll get like, some popcorn. I'm going to get a lawn chair. Like, electric mm. chair. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, but I think so to cap this particular part off. It's, yeah. This part is more about the fact that I think for, for me and for, I can't speak, you know, for Hillary completely all of the time. Sometimes we are a hive mind, but. I, more often than not. <laughs> more often than not. But I think when it comes to Trisha's gender identity, like I would never want to invalidate them. And I know I did misgender them a couple of times in this episode and i just want to say like it's a process i think for anyone to admit like it's hard it's hard when you're used to using a certain pronoun and you've just got to like you've got to train your brain in the same way that somebody says hey i know you used to call me like you know you used to call me katie but i want to be called Catherine now you've just got to stop calling them katie you gotta say okay Catherine, because you care about people because people are people. And what's, why die on that hill of I'm not, oh, but I always called you Katie, you no, know? And I, and I think the acknowledgement, I think the acknowledgement of the, like, the unevenness of the process is very important. Mm-hmm. Like, and uh, to, yeah, to, no, to not sweep it into, like, uh, on my part, too, I have definitely slipped up a few times this episode because I'm so used to calling them by she, her pronouns. Mm-hmm. Because... The, 
Trisha Paytas has been a figure in our lives since we were teenagers. Oh my god, we would send each other links on uh, YouTube and then wait for our dial-up internet to get us the whole video, oh, my... maybe like one to three hours later. Yeah, oh my god, oh my god. I yeah. know. Uh, on... <laughs> Hillary they... vivid war flashbacks oh, to 2007. Some, oh god, <laughs> non-flashbacks for real. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. It was a doozy. We were all over the place, but we got there eventually. <laughs> Absolutely. And listen, guys, it's like basically you can put us on in your car and you, you'll feel like you're in a carpool. You you will feel like you'll feel like you're in a, you're in a train. Like, and, <laughs> and there's just and, an obnoxious couple talking real loud. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Did you hear what they did? Oh, Terrible. Man. Hillary, you're, Hillary, please. Hillary, you're being too loud. <laughs> Oh, uh, did you mean Megan? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. I love you too, babe. And we love you all. Um, yes. Uh, continue to, I, I'm certain nobody listening to us is unvaccinated, but maybe continue to wear a mask because if you're not vaccinated, get vaccinated. Um, wear a mask for the time being and uh, we love you. We love you too. Take it easy. Bye. Bye.